0: Hello welcome to another episode of the IFF TV podcast. Today's guest is none other than Republic of Ireland, under 21, international and West Brom and Jambin, young player of the year, Darrow Shea, who just comes fresh off the back of securing Premier League football with West Brom. Have a listen to his story, don't forget to leave a five-star rating. Here we go. Daryl, just back from holidays with a lovely tan, how are you keeping?
1: Very good, yeah, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. It's great to have you on. I know it's been a long time coming, but we have you on now at last. Cool. And uh, we've been doing a lot of podcasts, and more so during the kind of lockdown, the coronavirus, and we've been getting players on talking about their careers and stuff like that. So I, I was a while waiting to get you on, but we finally have you here. So I suppose I'll take you back. Obviously, you've had a very impressive season with West Brom, so I'm to take you back right to when you first started. And what's your earliest memory within football for yourself?
1: I uh, suppose my earliest memory would be my dad brought me up to football. I think when I was about four or whatever. Uh, I started off at Bushy Park Rangers, um, and uh, started off there. And I remember him taking me up to like the little academy bit up there, and just that's probably my earliest memory is of playing football itself. And obviously then kicking about the ball in the garden with my dad and my uncles and. Trying to grab whoever I could to try to play football with, um, because from a young age, like I was just sport mad and just on the go. Like my mum always used to say, like if anything was in my way, I was just I just knock it down or whatever. I was just <laughs> totally just wanted to get out and be active.
0: You had a you had a bit of GAA in you as well, didn't you? I uh, I remember reading that you you played GAA too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I played. I uh, played GAA. Played for St Jude's, um. In the local parish there and yeah i loved gaelic and hurl and it was like unreal i don't think uh well to be fair it put me in good stead when i came over to england having that bit of not a bit of physicalness into my game and uh yeah i love playing I obviously with your mates because it's in the parish and that and yeah i really enjoyed it
0: Well, just just in regards um sticking with soccer for a sec but uh did you have a particular idol growing up uh watching football did you there was someone there that you wanted to be maybe the centre half or, or whatever. It could have been a striker.
1: Yeah, when I was younger, like really young, it was always Roy Keane. I was mad about Roy Keane from a young age. Uh I kinda liked United when I was younger. And yeah, it was always Roy Keane. And then kinda as I got a bit older and started moving back into centre back. Uh I used to like idolise John Terry a lot. I used to to love watching him play, love everything he did, and he was kind of my idol then growing up past uh past Roy Keane
0: yeah, not not too bad uh idols to have at all, are they? I mean, they're absolute leaders and warriors um for their clubs and obviously Roy being Irish. Um that's obviously where you have the uh what's the word I'm looking for? The the, the looking up I, I suppose you look up to him in that way, obviously, with him being Irish and then obviously what he's what he's achieved in the game. Um but just kinda while we're on the subject of it, kind of you, you went from Bushy Park, then kind of got grown up there. Who were the other clubs that you kind of went through before you got to England?
1: Yeah, so I was just playing for my local team, uh, Rangers at the time, and then it came to about when it when I think we moved to 11 side, and uh, Saint Kevin's came and they said like they wanted to take me, uh, take me and get me to play for them. And at the time, it was kind of a big deal because. It was moving across, not moving across, but it was travelling across the city to play for a football team, which my mum wasn't too keen on. Um, But obviously St. Kevin's were, were the best schoolboy club at the, at the time, and they were known for producing players and bringing players over to England and that. So, yeah, I ended up signing with them uh, at under-12s and the 13s, and then stayed with them until I went to West Brom.
0: Just kind of on St. Kevin's, boys, um, we had Warren O'Hara on... um. A few weeks ago, and he was basically just saying how much the club had helped him develop and stuff like that. And he said he had played with you, and he actually spoke about you being an inspiration for him, kind of, because he went over a little bit later than you. But uh, what is it about Saint Kevin's that makes them so good? Is producing so many good players, especially at the moment?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the track record speaks for itself, and the players that I've gone across, and obviously the players that are doing so well. But I think everything about the club is great. Um, for a schoolboy club to have the facilities that they have, um, the coaches that they bring in as well, everything is 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 done properly. And it starts from Alan Caffrey there. Um, he, he treats it like an academy, and that's the way we were brought up. Uh, when I went to St Kevin's, it was always trying to, I suppose, make St Kevin's uh, into like an academy. So when we went over and when we played against teams over in England, we were well able to play against them and I suppose they were getting us prepared for obviously the chance to go over and, and, uh, and get a move to England and yeah, everything was just first class about St Kevin's, like I couldn't speak more highly of the club and of the people around it and even the players I played with back then, some of the players were unbelievable and it's, it's nice to see some players doing so well now.
0: Yeah, well obviously you know these days academies are so important and you kind of hear of so many players that come over from Ireland without any academy experience and I think probably Seamus Coleman's the probably best example of that who actually didn't have um, academy facilities before he went over but do you think it, like you benefited from having the St. Kevin's uh, Boys Academy?
1: Oh definitely yeah definitely it got me prepared and it kind of gave me an early insight into what life could be like if I moved across Um, even the structures of our trainings and even getting us into the gym, doing little bits with us. Uh, everything just was really top class and it, it imitated what an academy was like when I did eventually move over to, to play for West Brom.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, you look at Bows now in the in the League of Ireland who are doing so well. We've got so many players coming from there, up and coming. Like, um, they're after getting a great result against Dundalk last week and they're challenging in the, in the league, which if you had said a few years ago, people probably would have laughed before that link up with St. Kevin's.
1: Yeah, I mean it's great. It's great for the League of Ireland to have and both to have someone like Kevin's there who are who are kind of feeding their players through or helping them out, and it's just great for football. Um, to have to have clubs like St Kevin's there who are who are doing great work and who have done great work in the past and are continuing to to do so.
0: Yeah, well, talk to me about your move um from St Kevin's then to England and kind of how it came about. Did you have many trials before you picked West Brom? Kind of how did it work out in your own view?
1: Yeah, so actually at St. Kevin's we kind of had a link with West Brom um, back then and we used to go over every January and play and play, play a game against them. Um, so I suppose they kind of had a look at me from from early on but I was at a few other clubs on trial as well and at the time West Brom just seemed like the perfect fit for me. Um, obviously Robbie McCaw and Zach Elbezade were there uh, as well, so I kind of knew them both and it was nice to have other Irish connections there and a lad on my team, Evan Pierce, was signing for West Brom as well. So it, it, it kind of made that it that bit easier, obviously, having people there, you know, uh, at West Brom. and Yeah, it just made the move easier.
0: Yeah, it's always nice to kind of have that settling in period when you have other people settling in, which at the time obviously makes that kind of bedding in period a bit easier for yourself. Especially, what age would you have been then? 16, 17?
1: Yeah, I was 16 when I moved over. Um, So, yeah, I moved into Diggs. I had a great Diggs family as well They you were. Were unbelievable with me and uh, made it that bit easier again to settle in. Obviously, having the lads there, but having a a digs that you want to come home to and you you want to spend time in was great for me.
0: Yeah, now you you've kind of gone on loan a few times. You had a, a loan period at uh, hersford Um, how did that come about? Was that just to kind of get you out and kind of get a feel for men's football?
1: Yeah, that kind of came came up, uh, quite suddenly. Like, um, I think. I kind of played the previous season to that, like a lot on the 23s and i kind of got my taste for it and I thought I kind of needed to go on loan, but nothing had really came up. And then one day, uh, Darren Moore at the time, was the loans manager there, he came to me and said, like, I've got a great opportunity for you here to, to go out and get some experience. And to be fair, I just jumped at the opportunity. It didn't matter who it was. I just wanted to get out. I thought, like, I really need to get out now. I need to, to get some experience because... As a defender, you need to you need to go learn your trade somewhere quickly, and uh, I suppose the sooner you do it, the more experience you get, the the quicker you can step up the ladder.
0: I think as well though you you you'd mentioned earlier about the GAA and how that would help your physicality as you were growing up, so I think that might have helped you as well going into the, the men's environment because we all know GAA it's a very physical sport and you have to put yourself about like.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's given GAA has added to, to lots of aspects of of my game and kind of not being afraid to put a tackle in, not being afraid to stand up and, and, and take it if you have to. So, yeah, it's, it was a great help for me it, it kind of ease that that period stepping into, I suppose, a senior team as such because I, I've, I've been through this before and I knew it was I knew it was happening.
0: When when the, the call between football and GAA came about, was that a tough call to make for yourself or was it always just soccer was the number one and then GAA?
1: Yeah, to be fair, it was it was actually when I was at St Kevin's again, uh they were kinda having like talks with me and saying like if, if if you wanna take this a bit more seriously you're gonna have to kinda cut out the Gaelic and cut out the hurling and at the time I just didn't really wanna hear about it. I just I I kept going. My dad was kinda telling me like you need, you need I need to, to stick to something now, but I still play Gaelic and Hurling up to up to the day I left I played a Gaelic match, I think like two weeks before I left to go to West Brom or whatever. Um.
0: So yeah, I seem to think like a lot of the players, even in the 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 senior team, they still have the like GA connection. You look at John Egan all the time. You know, he's back home in uh, Bishopstown there the other day with a Bishopstown jersey on him and everything like that, <laughs> getting involved. And he's back. Seamus Coleman's notor- or, He's famously said a few times now that when he gets back uh, after playing, he he hopes to go back to play in Donegal again for Killy Beggs. So I think that it's nice to see the players still sticking to their roots as well and still kind of having that thing about them. I'm sure um, maybe when you finish, which will be a long time now, uh, please God, that you might come back and, and do a little bit of GAA as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the good thing about the GAA is it's a community sport. You kind of you play for your local team. You play with the people you've grown up from a young age and it's great to go home and it's great to to see them and great to get out and kick a ball around or, or hit the slitter around. So, yeah, it's, it's something I would like to get to get back to if, uh, after my career in the end, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's nice to hear. Um, but on to kind of, from so from the loan period then from Hereford, uh, getting back then, did you know you were going to go back out alone again? Because obviously you're still quite young at this stage anyway. And Exeter um, yeah. was an ex-loan, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, at the time, I'd obviously had a good season with Hereford. I'd done well, Um. And yeah, I was just hungry for more again. I got that little taste for it. And I thought now is my time to kind of step up again. Because um, when I was at Hereford, the plan was to kind of keep moving up each league each year if, if I could. And the opportunity came around to to go to Exeter. Um, again, just jumped there. I just wanted to get going. I knew that if I got an opportunity in the team that I'd kind of take it. And. It was it was quite tough at the start. I didn't really play much until the checker trade games came around where I got my kind of opportunity um, impressed in them games. And then I think it was like October time when I kind of broke into the team and then ended up playing until the end of the season. So again, it was very successful. But uh, yeah, I just loved every minute of it.
0: Do you find that during those periods in those lower league teams that you, you did a lot of growing up within yourself? I mean, from a kind of as a man more so than anything else because you hear so much of these players are playing for their livelihood so much so and obviously you playing centre half is a very key position within those teams, it's not like you're like on the wings or anything like that, you were literally keeping out goals, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely, you quickly realise that when you walk into the change room that it's totally different to, to academy football, or 23 football, that at the end of the day there's something on the line here Um and, yeah, it's great to have them lads there to, to kind of bring you back down to reality because a lot of players, I think, go into it thinking that it's a step down and that it's it's not going to be great when reality is it's a step up and you're learning properly what it's going to be like. And, yeah, obviously, as well, like when I went to Exxon, that was the first time uh, I was living by myself as well. So I kind of had to mature and grow up and kind of learn to, to fend for myself properly. Um, But, yeah, experience uh, of it all, yeah.
0: I think that's that's one of the, you know, unseen things within, you know, football, like professional football. People see all the highs and stuff like that, and they don't see, like, when you're kinda going to go a little bit under the radar, like, you're obviously only kind of coming up in your career now, and obviously with all this, people don't see all the background to it, you know, when you're, you know, living by yourself, and I, I suppose only your close family and friends would, would, would kind of know kind of what's going on with yourself, but they don't see... And it is, and it's only really when you start doing well, people are like, oh, you know, I really want to be a footballer, but they don't see the kind of other side to it as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of hard graft you put in. There's a lot of sacrifices you have to make too. But I suppose in the end, it's 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 all made worth it when when you win a game or when when something, something good comes happen. But uh, yeah, you give up a lot of your time. Um, but it's yeah, it's definitely worth it.
0: Well, just kind of um, because obviously you've done quite well. Up to now anyway and from from the extra uh loan then you we obviously know that you went away with stephen kenny with the under 21s there was a two long tournament and he and i say this to all the lads that i have on is that he always brings it up that before that two long tournament that i don't know pretty much the whole team hadn't played first team football for for their clubs before that and then after that everyone last season well not everyone but you know what I mean most people mm-hmm. got in with their first teams or got a chance with their first team do you, what is it about Stephen Kenny that kind of, he just seems to bring the best out of people players like any player I, I've had on they just speak so highly about him Um, so I'd like to hear what kind of your thoughts on him and how that ter- uh, how that too long tournament helped your development
1: yeah I suppose that was one of the first kind of times as a group we were together and Stephen, as a manager, he just brings confidence out in everyone. Um, like I think everyone goes out into the pitch with their the head held high and their chest puffed out. Like he just, he, he really brings that no fear element into into international football for us. Um, like he 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 said to us at the very start, like we can't be going out fearing any team. We gotta go out thinking that we're gonna beat this team. And I suppose that's something that hasn't been really been like in Irish football for a long time. I think we used to fear a lot of teams and used to give teams too much respect and um, so I think he's bringing that element in where he knows that if we go out and we play the football we do because we've got great players in in this country that uh, we can go out and I suppose beat any team but yeah that two-long tournament was, was amazing for, for all the players that were involved in it Um, I think because it was again during the off-season uh, as much as it seemed like a a thing that most players wouldn't look forward to everyone loved it as soon as we got out there Um, I think the group just grew so much closer um in them couple of weeks that we were together and I think it put everyone in in, in good stead for the for the season coming up like I never felt as fit as pot, uh fitter than that um going into pre-season and I truly believe without that 2 long tournament they wouldn't have had the season I had cuz I came back to pre-season flying and that's kind of when the gaffer had an eye on me and he saw me and kind of kept me involved and I suppose I could have ended up going on loan if it, if I if wasn't in the the form and the shape I was in then.
0: Yeah, but I'm even like I and I don't want I I hate putting pressure on on the under twenty ones because it is a great side. So you're kind of looking around the the nucleus of that team, and it's it's a very exciting team to add to what we already have in the senior team. But your results within the under twenty ones have been really impressive. Like you look at the Sweden game. You know, going down and then coming back and getting the win, then beating them at home. Then you had the Italy game, which I believe we could have won. I know I was speaking to a couple of lads after the game; they feel like we could have won as well. Then you had the uh, what was the other game? I think was, who was the game when Troy scored and Aaron set it up? One nil. I Uh, I'm
1: forgetting now. Was it Armenia?
0: Armenia. I, yeah. I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is. You're looking around around the team, and as you mentioned there, it just looks like we don't fear anybody. And you know, to be going out and saying that we should have beaten the Italians and getting a draw and not being happy about it, I think that showed a real good mentality. And I think a lot of the fans love going and watching the under twenty ones because of the no fear factor that you play with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, especially that Italy game for for us as a team, we felt we should have won that. Like we went into that change around like disappointed in a way like that we only come away with a point i suppose um i suppose like lots of other Irish teams would have came back in and been celebrating but i think that just shows the nature and uh, the character that we had in the group that we weren't happy with that point that we knew we should have won that game and that we believed ourselves that we were better than them
0: yeah i just like i, I love going and watching the under 21s play because you just know that they're going to give you a game and, and as you say don't show teams too much respect and that was with Stephen with the manager now he's kind of got bumped up and i'll come to that in a few minutes but talk me through your season this year obviously a fantastic year for yourself your breakthrough year winning young player of the year but talk me through the season from your kind of your first game get the nod to come in and play properly and kind of the confidence uh slam Billich gave you then to go on for the rest of the season because he showed a lot of faith in you i believe
1: yeah the season's been great like uh couldn't really hope for a better season. Um but yeah, it was from the start again, pre season. I'd come in and I did well and the gaffer kept me there which was which was a main start. Uh, I was probably planning on going along the start and uh he kept me there to become a part of the squad and I was involved all the way through the season, the start of the season I was on the bench um for a lot of the games and played played the cup games and then it wasn't really until um the FA Cup, when I kind of started playing, he put me in at right-back, I think, against Charlton was the first game, and uh, the day before in training, he just came up and he said, like, I want you to play right-back or whatever. I uh, hadn't really played there before, didn't really know too much about the position, um, but I thought, yeah, like, I'll give it a go. I'm well able to, I suppose, adapt and, and play here and play against them, did did all right, and then the next round was, I think, West Ham away. Um, Same, played right-back again, did well, and then after that, I kind of stayed in the team for, for most of the league uh, league games till the end.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I was going to ask you, you, know, had you played right back? Because you seemed to slot in there seamlessly. Like, you wouldn't have even noticed. Um, I know, judging by your frame, you do have a very centre-back frame. And I don't take that the wrong way. Whereas, you know, um, full-backs are generally kind of small in stature and they're, and they're quite quick I'm not saying you're slow but you know you wouldn't naturally look at you as a right back but you, as I said you slotted in seamlessly and done really well
1: Yeah I think it kind of worked quite well he kind of wanted me to back up play more not to be attacking uh, go attacking every attack I suppose and it, yeah it just worked out well I kind of as, as the games went on I grew more into position I learned more about it and it started to feel more more natural to me as a, as, as the season went on
0: yeah, I hear, I hear the West Brom fans were calling you the Dublin Cafu. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've seen a few shouts <laughs> like that around Twitter, yeah.
0: Well, just kind of, because I know there was a bit of, um, you know, people weren't sure whether the season were, was going to be finished and stuff like that. Were you kind of worried in your head that, um, you know, maybe promotion wasn't going to happen? Because um, obviously it did happen, but we were you worried at one point that it wasn't going to happen?
1: Yeah, there was a time when I suppose everything was up in the air and you thought that the season could get voided, but I think everyone we came back for um, from the off period, everyone was as fit as as, as fit as anything, and uh, we knew ourselves that we just wanted to get back on again. We knew that we could get promoted, and yeah, the the running was tough, but uh, yeah, I think everyone was just really happy that the season carried on and uh, we reached the goal of getting promoted.
0: Yeah, well, obviously it was very nervy stuff, uh, especially that game, the last game of the season. It was. It was yeah. it was touch and go, like you know what I mean, because there was goals going in in their game, and there was goals while you were playing as well. And then I think just went to goal down. Did you just? Uh, well, yeah, well, no, we we scored and then
1: they equalised and then we that scored again and then they equalised,
0: yeah. Yeah, because uh, Callum Robinson scored basically the goal that, that that did it then, didn't it? Um, but at that point then, because uh, I'd been talking to you beforehand, we were like, oh, we'll get you on if you get promoted. We'll just wait and see. and Fingers crossed. And so when it actually happened, I was so delighted to see it actually happen for you. But what were the emotions like for yourself?
1: Yeah, it was mad. Uh, I think when the the word came through that, obviously we got promoted and everyone was running around the pitch celebrating. And yeah, it was crazy. It, it, it took a while for it to sink in. It was quite emotional as well, the fact that... What we what we'd achieve as a group, um, but yeah, it was just amazing. Like one of the best feelings I've ever had, and just that moment was special. Like celebrating all the lads on the pitch, and then going out and seeing the fans outside the stadium, and yeah, just everything about it was was really memorable.
0: Yeah, oh, a couple of minutes ago you spoke about kind of getting from league to league to league to league, and now you've done it. Hope all all going well. You're you're playing next season, but you'll have done it then. You'll have played in all the leagues. I'm pretty sure
1: yeah apart from league one so that was the plan really was to just oh, keep moving up the leagues and yeah this uh season just gone i thought i'd be on loan so yeah it was great to obviously have that step up again to the championship and test myself so yeah i'm really grateful
0: yeah but it also seems now that it's Bilic seems to have a lot of faith and he said he's come out numerous times in the press and said how he trusts you and stuff like that so all going well that you'll be involved next season and that kind of brings me to my next point. Are you kind of targeting, without putting too much pressure on yourself, are you kind of targeting, maybe looking at those games in September as a chance of maybe getting in or, or being part of the squad even? Because I know the, the two hundred twenty one game has actually been called off now against Slovenia because there was COVID scares, so that's not happening anymore.
1: Yeah, well, to be fair, at the moment, like I'm still just focused on the 21s. Like, we're, we're in a great position. Um, we're so close now to getting qualification. I think that's the... Main aim for me, obviously West Brom as well, trying to trying to perform. But hopefully that's been like a dream of mine since I was young to to get a call to the seniors. And I think I just got to keep performing, keep my my head down, and not look too far ahead, and not look too much at that. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'll just I'll just keep playing on.
0: Yeah, well, I think you can take great inspiration from the likes of Leo Connor and and Troy Aaron who have all kind of gotten got a chance as well. But as you say, it is a great opportunity for the under-21s, because I think it'll be the first time the under-21s have qualified for anything.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was, when Stephen came in, that was his what what he kept echoing and what he kept saying. Like, no, our team has ever qualified for the European under-21 championships. And, uh, yeah, that's something that we're so close to now. And we've got a great bunch of lads and, obviously, some of the lads have stepped up now to this team, and that gives us lads, like, great hope and it's great seeing them. Uh, great seeing them do so well, but yeah, again, the twenty ones—it's—it's it's, it's our main aim, and uh, we're so close now. We just got to keep going.
0: Yeah, will you obviously be looking at some of the players as well from from underage that could come up and maybe give us a hand, like Joe Hodge or players like that who've done well the underage. might need to step up now if other players are stepping up to the senior team. You know. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I think we've seen that the underage international system's working now, and lots of players that are coming up are. Are playing well and, and and they're great players. So yeah, it's really exciting to see obviously the next group come up again and, and hopefully a few of the players come into the twenty ones.
0: Yeah, well I think it's an exciting time for yourself personally. I think it's an exciting time for Irish football ahead. Um, with Stephen at the helm, Jim obviously in with the twenty ones. But Dara, listen, I won't keep any longer. I just want to say a huge thanks for coming on the show. It's been great, kind of getting to getting insight to your career so far and obviously hoping that you'll continue your development next season and go on to even better things as well so thanks for very much for coming on and really appreciate your time thank you so if you're watching guys don't forget to drop a like on the video don't forget to follow Dara there. his socials are above his head there and uh, we'll speak to you soon thanks very much for watching